Hello, welcome to the, the Girl, Girl Thoughts, Thoughts Podcast. Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Sarah. Let's get into another episode. Cheers. This episode, we actually have Megan joining us again this week. She had so much fun recording with us and she happens to be available. So we are having her back on the podcast to go through our weekly roundup again of negatives and positives of the week, irrational thoughts, unpopular opinions, and things that we love that are helping us get through the week. Let's start with our negatives of the week. Megan, do you want to go first? Sure. So my negative of the week is actually about money, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Um, I think at this age, you tend to have obviously a lot of weddings and parties and I don't know, aspirations for what you would like to do next with your life. And I think for me, it's like I do save well. But if I don't have a certain number in my bank account, it's like a security blanket and I'll freak out if I don't see that number or if I don't see it grow. And also just with like paying for life in general, money tends to just be a big stressor at this age and we all would like to get paid more. So I don't know. I think money has been on my mind a lot. I think also when we're in this age, you think you have everything under control and you're doing so well. And then it's like, oh, I've got to buy this flight for this bachelorette mm -hmm. or like I have to do this thing because like all my friends are or I don't know, we're going on this trip. So it's like you have everything set and then you're like, uh oh, now I'm losing like $400. And you also want to be a part of everything mm -hmm. because like why not? We're in our 20s and if we don't do it now, we're going to regret it. Or if you guys are doing something, I want to be part of every single little thing. And then you know, everything costs money and it all adds up ultimately. And it's just like, you want to do all these things without the limitation of having money, but you also have to think about how much money is in your bank account in order yeah. to be able to do all these things. And the other part of me though, is like, I, you know, later on in life, I'll be in a place where I am in a more comfortable place with money, hopefully. And maybe the twenties isn't the time of like, my life that I'm going to be so settled and feel so secure in where I am with my money. And like, I feel like I've come to terms with the fact that like, this isn't the time of my life that I need to be having the most money in my savings account. Like right now it's really just about me and paying my bills. Like I don't have any other responsibilities, but that to be stressing about my money. And sometimes like, I just need to remember that money comes and goes and it's going to be here and it's never I've never lacked it. It's come when I've needed it. I've been able to do all the things that make me happy. And like, it's, you know, money keeps coming and it also keeps going, but it also is, you know, it's just like, I feel like we're always so stressed about money all the mm -hmm. time, but it still comes and goes. It never goes anywhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that hard. I get what you're saying where it's that hard battle between, should I be saving instead of doing this or should I just do it to live? It's like, should I save for my future or should I live my life and now? And like what a good balance is too. Yeah. It's like. Always finding the balance mm -hmm. of things. Like there are things you have to pay for, things you want to pay for. And then it's like, you do want to live your life and you don't want to feel like you can't. But I don't know. I just feel like at this age, a lot of stuff does come up like buying a home and being part of your friends' lives and their weddings and all that. So I don't know. It's an expensive time in life, but you're right. You don't have kids. You, I mean, I don't have a house. Amanda has a house, but just paying for all of these things. Yeah. 
Totally relatable. I like it. I think a lot of people will relate to that. Yeah. Mine, my negative this week is just me kind of complaining about something silly, but Ryan's going to Puerto Rico today for a work trip that I could have gone on with him for free, speaking of money. <laughs> and I just really, it wasn't, I wasn't able to with work and I'm just feeling a lot of FOMO and jealousy that I can't be in Puerto Rico having fun in the sun. I mean, I, I 100% understand because it's just hard with the teacher schedule. Like a lot of people are like, oh my God, you have three months off. And yes, it is great. But it also is like just the way that our other things come up is. during the regular yeah. year, not just in the summer. For example, this trip to Puerto Rico. Exactly. Like other people's lives don't revolve around our summer off. So right. yeah, that's it. Just sometimes something that teachers struggle with. I would be sad too, though. Yeah, definitely. Because it is cold here. <laughs> I'm so also I just love trips and I'm always one to just go on any trip that I was offered and I was offered and I worked through it so much in my head and it just wasn't really worth it, especially because it is a work trip for him. So he will be busy a little bit, but you know, that FOMO setting in. Can't help it. And yeah. he's sad to leave you here too. I know, but I'm like, why? You're going on vacation. <laughs> But he wants to go with you. I know. So, I know. Yeah. It's just cool, though, that he has this opportunity with work. Like, what a cool thing that a job is giving him the chance to do. I know. Amazing. Um, so mine is, I feel like, even sillier than <laughs> yours because I feel like I don't know how many people are going to relate to this because I do my own nails and I'm good at it. It's literally so like my hobby. I do my nails more than once a week usually, like if I have the energy to do it. And I do them well because I've been doing them for the last 20-something years. I have a lot of practice. And I made a nail salon appointment because I just want to try something different. And sometimes like, it's just nice to go and get them done. But honestly, it's not. It's a more stressful experience for me. I'm watching them the whole time and watching what they're doing. And I'm paying for it. So I'm like... I do this better, but I'm paying for you to do it for me. And so I always go into it thinking like, I'm going to enjoy it so much. And then ultimately I don't enjoy it so much. And there was just a whole thing today where they did our appointment wrong. And basically like, I really wanted a pedicure and my sister really needed a manicure. And they started off us off both on the opposite. I started with the manicure. She started with the pedicure. And then after we finished, they messed up our whole appointment and they were like, we don't have anyone else to do the other things for you. So we had to leave with both of us getting the opposite thing that we both needed. And then I left being like, okay, now I have this whole manicure and I can't go home and do my toenails because I have this whole nice manicure. And now I can't do what I specifically needed was my toes, not my hands. Like it was just for fun to do my manicure. And my sister was the opposite. She really needed a manicure because she needed to test out her wedding nails and she got a pedicure. And so we both left so frustrated. <laughs> and then it was honestly comical because we both don't do well in nail salons. Like we just get frustrated. We're panicked the whole time about how they're doing things. And that was just like my biggest negative of this week was just leaving unsatisfied Which and such, knowing such a first world problem because it is a blessing that you can go to the nail salon and get pampered. A hundred percent. But I totally hear you. I know. But to I'm just going to stick to doing my nails on my own. I was going to say, when you came in today and I saw your nails were done, I it should have clicked in my head. I've never seen you except one time before today have your nails done by somebody else besides you.
Let's turn those negatives into positives. What are your positives this week? I'll start. I went to this candle making event, which I am so positive about because it was such a fun thing. It's called Legraphy Inspired in Milford. They have been open for one year and it's a sip and pour event. So you go and it's a three hour long thing and you bring. So me and Ryan went just as a date, but you can go with a big group if you want. There was plenty of space and you bring your own wine or whatever you want to drink and you bring whatever food you want and set up and you hang out and they teach you how to pour your own candles and then you get to take those candles home and it's so much fun the vibe is so zen in there the place is so adorable and they even had this wine company called one hope come and do a free wine tasting too at the event so it's just like such a like a different fun thing to do i would really recommend going either for a date night or even like a friend's yeah like there was like a group of women like six women there together there was like a family there together like the any candles look awesome. They do and showers and stuff. Like they do private events and they do at their place, they do yoga, they offer charcuterie making classes, they offer succulent arrangement classes. They do so much there. So it's definitely something to look into. So cute. So I fun. love that idea. And I feel like anyone would enjoy it. Like Ryan was having so much fun, mm-hmm. but then there's like anyone of any like background or age, I feel like would love it. You were Such there a fun for activity. a long time too. That's how I know you're having fun. And the owners are just so nice and They'll talk to you and like just relate to you and have fun. So it was great. Such a good idea. Um, so I guess my positive of this week was very last minute, but I am in a long distance relationship and I was not expecting to see my boyfriend for about three weeks, which obviously made me very sad. Um, but he was flying home from a trip this weekend and happened to land near here so I picked him up and I got to see him for a day and it just made my week a lot better obviously now I'm sad again because he left but it was a really big positive for me this week so I'm gonna say that's what I'm grateful for this week yeah and I'm happy that I also got to see him because (laughs) I'm really working to become super close to him so it was great (laughs) you're in a long distance relationship with your best friend's boyfriend as well exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was great to see him it was (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. Um, So my positive this week was just like being extremely productive. And I talked about this, about my New Year's resolution was just like being more active. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I am actually doing what I set myself to do. And it really like was really important for me because I really needed that life change of like not coming home every day and sitting on my couch and doing nothing for the whole evening, like I needed to be more active in my life. And that like forcing myself to do things brought me more energy. And so I can do more and more. And so I feel like every day I don't come down and sit down right away at my couch. Like I have random things to do or I'm going somewhere. I'm doing whatever I need to do after school. And I'm just being a lot more active. And part of that is like working out, but Like it's just in general getting up and doing things, whether it be folding laundry or, you know, putting things in a different place or just moving things around. Like it's just been really good for me to actually be active all the time. Like even today, Sunday, I got up early. I went to the gym. I got got my nails done. Like I did so many things rather than just like doing what I typically used to do, which was just like sit there and 
really do nothing. So do you think that now going to the bar method has like helped you feel more productive by having that like in your built into your routine? Yeah. I mean, having a class that I have to go to that I can't back out of last minute, like really makes me, you know, feel like I have to do it. I Mm -hmm. can't just back out. And also just like, I look forward to it. And it makes you more motivated, I think, throughout – because you're saying it's not just that. It's, like, throughout other aspects of your life. But when you start scheduling other things that you have to do, then it, like, kind of piles on and you are doing it in other areas. Now we can move into our irrational thought segment. So I'll start if you want. Mine is, so I know that I am, I don't actually fully have this diagnosis called (laughs) misophonia, which is the fear of like repeated sounds. I know I'm not actually diagnosed with this, but, and it relates to our friend Jackie because she has an extreme fear of chewing and that's one of the sound things. So does my sister. And like, I feel like your sister has it really bad. I don't have it terribly, but I have it in the sense where I also think it's sensory for me. Like sometimes like the way like something's like touching me or like also causes me rational thoughts. But for example, if I'm in the car and the seatbelt sound is going off, it makes me so angry. Is it sounds that repeat? It's repeated sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So the weirdest one lately that I've been having is the just the air from the car so, you know, when you like have to blast your heat when you get in your car to, you know, like defog the windshield, mm-hmm. it's such a subtle sound, but I need to turn it down. The sound bothers me and causes me stress. Oh my God. It's so weird. And even. Do you hate sound? But I like, too? no, because I love se- certain sounds. Okay. Like I love our friend Brie. I just, you know, stayed in her room in Boston. She had a brown noise. It's different than white noise. And I loved it. And I I don't like silence when I'm sleeping. It's so – the whole thing is so weird. That's why I don't know exactly if it is fully misophonia. But certain – it's sensory. I think it's really sensory. Mm-hmm. Because the fan in our room, sometimes if it's going at like a certain speed, really bothers me. But sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. It is so interesting to see like what bothers people and what doesn't. And I also think it is situational too sometimes. Definitely. Because I feel like my sister, I mean, she hates the sound of chewing, but she also hates it in particular with certain people. Right. Which is not against them, but it's like certain settings or like, I don't know. If you're already stressed and then it happens, it just like makes you want to crawl out of your skin is why it's irrational. You're like, like, I even like thinking about it. I'm like making this movement with my body. That's just like, so that's my rational thought. But it doesn't happen all the time, but it it happened recently. That's why I brought it up. Mine feels hard to explain because I just feel like it can go on forever to explain this kind of thing. But basically my irrational thought is just the amount that I overanalyze a situation or specifically what I say in a situation for the longest time after I leave. Like Mm -hmm. I can tell you about something that I said three years ago that still I cringe thinking about. But the big thing is like, I, what I worry about is like, what did people think of me? Or like, did they perceive it the way that I'm currently perceiving it? Like, was that so awkward? Like, did I say that weird thing? Like, I can think of specifically one thing that I'm going to give this specific detail about that happened today. For example, 
I went to Bar Method and the owner was there and she saw me and she was like, hi, Sarah. Oh my gosh. It was so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. You look older. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know it's so weird. And I was like, well, it's because I really don't ever come only ever every six months because I can only afford them. But I was like, I only ever really come every six months. So I must look older every time I come. And all day I'm like, was that rude? Did that sound weird? Like, how did that come off? Like, should I not have said that? Like, that was just weird to say. I didn't need to say it, but I was just trying to like add to the conversation and it's just been driving me nuts all day. And it's just constantly, like, and especially as a teacher, like I'm overanalyzing what I said in a class, like one word that I used in an 86 minute period. And I'm literally like stuck on this one word and the way I said it and the way that they're going to perceive that I said it. And most likely nobody gives a shit and nobody mm-hmm. is thinking about the one word that I said and how I said it. But for me, I'm like, all day. I don't something about it. it makes me sick. I wish I could go back and re-say it a different way. And that is just something that I deal with all the time. And this week it just happened a handful of times and I was going home and thinking on my drive home about this thing. I think it's I really normal. Like I have that Ugh. all the time. Even today I was telling them that this morning, like something that I was talking about yesterday bothered me so much. I do it all the time you shouldn't you know it's really it's common I think to think that I also think this plays back to like you're your own biggest critic so like right whenever you say something or do something like you are going to judge yourself so much harsher than like somebody else because they're probably judging themselves just like we are judging ourselves and they're paying less attention to you and more attention to themselves so I think we should try to remember that but we all do it. I do it every single day. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's a good one because I think it's common and it is. It's irrational though because it's not real. We let it get to us, but right? It's not real. Like I don't think that anyone is going home and no thinking about this one word that I said yeah. all day. Like not in a hor- not in a bad way, but like I'm so what I said was so insignificant to any of the days. Yeah. But I drive myself nuts thinking about. And I know it's irrational and that's why I'm bringing it up. And I'm curious to see how other people feel about it. Me too. Yeah. And it, it's harder too when it's someone, I never feel that way with you guys, for example. Me neither. But it's always, it happens to me mostly when I meet new people because I feel like I'm trying to get a gauge on what they think of me and how I'm presenting myself and what my first impression is. Agreed. So it's tough. What is your irrational thought, Megan? Um, I just feel like I have to make my bed every single morning before I leave the house, even if I have like a workout class that I might be late to. I physically make myself make my bed every day. I just feel like, I don't know, I feel less productive if is I don't Is it right do when you it. get out of your bed or is it like after you've done another task in the morning? So usually I like get up, brush my teeth and then... I make my bed, but I need like a second to get out of bed and do something and then I have to make it. But I cannot leave the house without my bed being made. Have you ever? Maybe once and I hated it because I hate coming home to a messy bed. I feel like my room, I don't know, it just makes me feel uneasy and it's not like anything's going to happen if I leave the house (laughs) and like my bed's not made, but I don't know. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things like my life would be impacted no differently 
but it makes me personally feel better when my bed is made. I think Sarah. I cannot tell you how much I understand it. I feel like for me, it's not irrational the way I feel about it. I like my bed to be made and I like making it, but it will not impact me at all if I don't make it. I'm with Megan where like, and I think I've spoken about this earlier, like it's going to bother me the whole day. Like I will be at work thinking about the fact that my bed's not made. And with me, it's more so like, you know, James will stay in bed later than me. And so I'm straight up worried the whole day that the bed is not made because he's not going to make it right out if he comes right when he gets out of bed because he doesn't care about it as much as I do. And then I worry that I'm going to come home and the bed is not going to be made. And I am very upset if I come home and the bed is not made because if I were home or if I got out of bed last, I would have made it and it would have started on my day. And that's how I, that just starts my day. And it drives me nuts to think if my bed's not done. Like, even if it's a Sunday morning mm-hmm. and I want to get up and I want to go hang out in the living room, my bed needs to be done before I go hang out in the Agreed. living room because it is going to weigh on me while I am sitting there in my living room on my couch. Like, like, I'm like going to be thinking about the fact that my bed yeah. is not made in my room. I'm just going to make it and move on. All day. Like, I don't make breakfast yet. Like, I will brush my teeth and that's about it before I make my bed. I shower and then I make my bed mm-hmm. because I sort of make my bed while I'm waiting for lotions to dry there you or go. serums and stuff. And so that's like how I just do it every day in the same process. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you hundred percent. There's gotta be people out there like us. Definitely. <laughs> So moving away from our irrational thoughts that really get to us, these are the things that help us through it and things that we're loving right now. And mine is I've been doing sleep meditation. So there's tons of different places you can use sleep meditation. Like you can just Google sleep meditation. I recommend not doing it on YouTube though, because me and Ryan are both doing it together and we tried it on YouTube once and then we were in our sleep. And then an ad came up because it was on YouTube that woke us right up. So Ryan uses this app called the shut eye and it actually tracks his full sleep and gives him like a score on how he sleeps through the night. It records, it records him. So you can like hear his snoring. It's like a very intense like sleep app. Um, But I just love the sleep meditations. Um, And you have to pay for these apps. I'm not sure for his, I, have been also doing, I'm sure there's free ones though. I've been doing his and then I've been doing the ones on Deliciously Ella, who's that girl I brought up the past couple of times because she also has sleep meditation as well. And what I like about it is there's all sorts of themes for the sleep meditation. So you could choose the one that's about letting go of your day or you can choose sleep gratitude and it'll be talking to you through and all about gratitude and you really fall asleep to it. Which I, I didn't that. believe at first. I was like, there's no way I'm going to totally be kept up from this talking. Mm-hmm. But it and it, it works and it's been helping me have a calmer sleep and nighttime. Energy. I know Spotify has some for sure as well. Yeah. Um, I've, I have tried places. Calm in the past, mm-hmm. but you have to pay for Calm. Mm-hmm. Insight Timer is another good one, actually. Um, somebody we know actually recommended it to us and I've tried it. I don't think you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. At least the ones I've been doing, you don't have to pay for it. But it's nice. Cause like, even when it's not sleep meditation, and it's like daytime, you can go from like 30 seconds up to like an hour. Mm-hmm, so you nice. like slowly build yourself up, which is nice, but I don't know. I, I don't think, think the reason it. I've that's been cool. liking the sleep meditation is because 
I find meditation to be very difficult. It is very So I think if you're trying to get meditation in and you're going to sleep and you have things on your mind, it's just the perfect time to fit it in because Mm -hmm. you're going to sleep anyways and you can just put it on and you're still doing it. So it counts. So this is probably an odd question, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like your dreams are like do you ever have like weird dreams do you think it like helps you like no I haven't noticed that I've been having dreams or not having dreams but I feel that my mind is so much more at ease where I usually have racing thoughts at night about like my next day or things that happen during my day and it Hmm. stops my racing thoughts which is really good I must try this yeah it really does it do you usually have vivid or you know nightmares um, vivid dreams or nightmares it's so inconsistent for me okay like, sometimes I dream and sometimes I don't. I haven't really yeah. noticed the impact. But I can ask Ryan because he's he, his body is the one, like, they're recording for Shut Eye. Mm-hmm. I just right. kind of, like, tag along for the sleep meditation. Mm-hmm. But I really recommend it for people that have any sort of, like, anxious thought at night or that are trying to get into meditation. So it's really cool. I want to try it. Me too. Um. So one thing that I've been doing for a few months now is called Athletic Greens. Um, and it is a green drink that you drink in the morning. Usually it's about eight ounces. You just mix it with water. Um, and I got it more so just to like help me with energy and immunity and also bloating. And I think it does all of that. And it helps me with like muscle recovery after I work out. So, I mean, I've noticed a difference and I've been doing it for about three months now and I love every part of it. It keeps me also regular. Sorry guys, but it does. No. What does it taste like? Um, it's honestly very mild. It kind of depends how much water you mix with it, but mm-hmm. it's not. I think one of the things that is so good for them is that the taste is not like other greens. Okay. So it's very easy to like get down and it is only eight ounces. So I kind of just like chug it in the morning. And Is that the first thing that you drink every mm-hmm. day? So you're supposed to take it on an empty stomach. Okay. Do you take it before or after your workout? Before. Okay. Also, people rave about it because people say that it can replace like a multivitamin. It does. So So I actually have cut out all vitamins besides my athletic greens in the morning. The only thing is like sometimes I add extra probiotics, but Mm. that's just a personal preference. You don't have to. And can you tell us how much it costs or if there's like a promo or anything? So I believe it's $78 a month is what I pay, which yes, is steep. And I do understand that because there are other greens that are less expensive. But personally, I like it, and I feel like the taste is perfect. It's not. Is there any promo code you get when you first join, or that, do you have a code that could get anyone a discount or anything? I would have to look because I did sign up through a blogger, Lauren McBride. I do follow her, and she's the one who said that she loved it. And I do trust a lot of the things she says, so I tried it, and I am pretty sure my prices stayed the same the whole time, but I will look into it and then let you guys know. And if there is a code, we can post it. So Awesome. Thanks for sharing about that. So the main thing that's been getting me through my week, and I sort of mentioned this earlier, was just working out and going to a workout class that I genuinely enjoy and look forward to. And I've mentioned this before, and I know I've been mentioning working out in the podcast recently, but I've never in my entire 26 years of life enjoyed a workout, been an active person worked out like not in college not in high school you know I really have never been and it's only been in the last couple years that years that I've found a workout that I genuinely enjoy and look forward to and 
I never believed I would find something that I actually genuinely enjoyed because I always viewed working out as like this like hard thing. And I love the workout that I do now. And this week I tried twice going at 5.30, well, waking up at 5.30 and going to the gym at 6 a.m. And I thought it was going to be really hard. And it is kind of like waking up for a flight. But once I'm up and I start moving, like I'm fine. And this workout is amazing. And I had energy like I've never experienced before. Like I was like so energetic these two days that I did it. And without the coffee, like it was amazing. And I felt so good. And I just felt like happy and with so much energy. And I just really think I'm going to keep doing it at least a few times or once or twice a week. And it was such a good feeling. And I really, really loved it. It really got me through this week. So that's my thing getting me through the week. Good for you. Awesome. I love it too. I'm a big advocate for doing it in the morning for sure. So moving into unpopular opinions of the week, Megan, do you want to start with your unpopular opinion? Okay, so my unpopular opinion is that I love cereal for dinner. I know it's probably not that big a deal to most people, but I love coming home after like a long day and like not having to cook dinner for myself and just like having cereal and just going to bed and having it be an easy meal. I don't do it often, but when I do do it, I feel like it's fine. Sarah's looking at me like I four Because I can't believe that's a satisfying meal for you at the end of the day. Like, yeah. I hate cereal. Me I've too. done popcorn for dinner too. Like my roommate loves popcorn for dinner. And I else. love, I know, and I love eating like <laughs> whole meals. But sometimes after you just like work all day and you get home at 9 p.m., it's like the last thing you want to do is make food. Cereal makes sense. Yes. Because that's a meal. Popcorn is not a meal. <laughs> No one should be eating popcorn as a meal. I do see, I do think a lot of people are going to be with you on this one. Like, I think it's almost like it's an unpopular opinion towards me and Amanda because we are like, I hate cereal. And breakfast. And hate breakfast. breakfast. And breakfast for dinner sounds like hell to me. I love that. But so many people love that. So I'm like, why not eat it for dinner? I think people are definitely going to agree with you on that. I think that's a very good one because I'm hardcore against it, but I know so many people are so into it. So I'm so glad you brought that up, Megan. (laughs) Yeah, because Amanda and I would never have found that as ours. Love having you as a guest always. You're (laughs) just so insightful. All right, Amanda, you go next. Okay, so my unpopular opinion of the week is a little bit confusing (laughs) to understand, but mine (laughs) is that... I really don't want other people to bring up things that stress me out unless I'm the one to want to talk about it. So if it's a consuming topic and other people in your life know about it, family and friends, sometimes if they bring it up, you're like, seriously, I don't want to talk about this right now. But when you want to talk about it, you want everyone else to want to talk about it with you. So I don't know if that's an unpop or how we even phrase that as your choice. Like, do you either? Well, I feel like your basement is a good example. Like at one point it was, I mean, now not so much, but it was a very stressful thing. So when people would ask you about it, it was like everybody was asking you about it. Right. Or if people ask me questions about the wedding that are like really far Mm -hmm. in advance, 
I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it right now because it's so far in advance. But if I want to talk about it, I want to bring it up. Or if someone, and we talked about this the other day, it's the same as if if someone says something negative about someone in your life yes. that you agree with, but they say it, you're like, well, you can't say that about my family or like my friend. I can say it. Oh so it's no gosh. one can talk poorly about my mom except me. That's so it's true. basically like, I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Like, I can say something about her, but if someone else says something, I'm like, what You're like, are wait, you that's my saying? Mom. Exactly. <laughs> that's so true. Mm-hmm. Really good point. My unpopular opinion is also kind of hard to explain. And also, I feel like I'm just going to offend so many people. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you're going to offend anyone because it's so understandable. It's like when we said Christmas decorations suck, like that's pretty much everyone likes Christmas decorations. True. Like, I really don't mean to offend anyone. Like, the whole point of unpopular opinion is like sharing our opinion, but like people do what you want to do, do what makes you happy. Like, my opinion doesn't matter okay but i'm gonna share it anyway so i just like i'm not a valentine's day person basically like i just don't fully understand the hype around like making valentine's day a month-long holiday I get that it's a nice day. You can do something special, bring your significant other or your friends some flowers and a card or whatever. But I just feel like people are making it this like month long thing. And I'm seeing people like dressing as like, you know, pink and red all month long or getting their nails done like pink and red or like this specific holiday thing. And like your nails aren't going to last all month. And like, I just don't really get it. I'm just, I guess I'm not really fully understanding the idea of it. And my unpopular opinion is like Valentine's day should not be a month long holiday. It should just be like the day of. Okay. I'm going to say <laughs> the other side because I like Valentine's day a lot, mainly because I think February would be useless without Valentine's day because it's just a winter month. That's just literally boring mm-hmm. I mean I guess you could say there's the Super Bowl but people like me don't care about that my sister's birthday <laughs> is in February so like that's always one like special thing then mm-hmm. so that's like my right holiday. like for me Valentine's Day I love it because it's just another reason for me to go on a weekend trip or like a special date or just like make Ryan like do something that I want to do <laughs> um and I just think it's really cute like I'm actually one that got like the little hearts on my nails because I think it's adorable and I love pink and I I like Valentine's Day. I think it's adorable. I think for me, I agree. It should not be a month-long thing. Nothing should be a month. Yeah, no. nothing should be a month-long <laughs> thing for sure. But no. I think the holiday itself is cute. I also think it's like it gives you a day to show somebody how much you like, love, and appreciate them. So and not just a have, significant other. Like no, I get everyone Valentine's. I send them in the mail to my family. Agreed. I think it's just a reason to tell people that you appreciate and love them and. I mean, you should do that every day anyways. I firmly believe that if you do love and appreciate people, that reminding them how you feel is important. But it's just another day to bring it up. And Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I feel like a lot of people when they're single are like, oh, I hate Valentine's mm-hmm. Day because everyone's just sharing their love for other, you know, their significant other yeah, and whatever. Valentine's is so cute. <laughs> but also, like, I'm somebody who's in a relationship mm-hmm. and still, like, Valentine's Day like is not a very significant holiday for me. I think it's like a all. cheesy holiday. Like it is one of those hallmark holidays. It's that... so cheesy. Like I'm gonna do fondue with my fondue machine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so cheesy, but like <laughs> what else are we doing this month than sitting inside it when it's raining and snowing? <laughs> I get that. 
I do. <laughs> I do, but like I'm not gonna get offended if like James does not come home with flowers or right. a card. If or your chocolate. significant like, other doesn't get you flowers and on you another want day, then them, like, you have yeah. Like, but also, like if you are passionate about Valentine's Day, like your significant other should match that. Like yeah. I don't care how they feel about it. Like if James was gung ho about Valentine's Day, like I would be like, okay, hey, what? Like <laughs> let's fly to California for Valentine's Day. Like. I would make it a big deal if it was important to them. And I think yeah. that that is very important is to like match your person if they feel that way. But Agreed. like I in my that. case, like James is sort of off the hook. Like I, it's not important to me. Like it doesn't like hurt my feelings. Like yeah. I almost like wouldn't even realize it was a holiday if everyone wasn't posting about their new yeah. nail style for the month. Yeah. I think like truly it's just like people are bored and like mm-hmm. I especially am at this time of year. You know, you got to have something to look forward to. So great one. And I'm going to finish off the this episode with my... Speaking of love. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> with my wedding unpopular opinion. We're getting down to the wire here. So I'm really running out of ideas. But um, I think you should have an after party of some sort. Here's my opinion. I don't think that you should pay to have an after party at a bar or club or event place but I do think you should have something planned for guests at the end of your night so for example at my hotel I made sure that my hotel had a bar and that there's going to be a bartender on site that night so it's not costing me any extra money but there is going to be something that people can do after and we will you know have someone order pizzas because people are always hungry late night and it's fun and there's a little bit of a surprise on my end I'll just say it. Um, So Ryan's uncle is Irish and he plays music. And so he, at the last wedding we went to, Ryan's cousin brought his guitar out and just like played live music, like for the after party at the hotel. And it was, it was the best part of the wedding. It was so much fun. So just like keep the party going if you can. I'm excited for this after party, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. I do think like sometimes like it can happen. And I think it depends on your wedding guest list like the people that are at your wedding but I have seen in like on a few occasions of weddings that I've been to that like the bride and groom barely are able to make it to the after party or you know most of the people are just like burnt after the wedding and they don't make it to the after party or it's like a certain group of people that makes it only to the after party and like I I just could almost see the other side I agree with you like I think I would have one because I like the idea of like you know, everyone getting back to the hotel and changing into a casual outfit and going and keeping the party going. And like, I am always the type of person that like wants to keep the party going. And, but I just see that other side of like people being like, ah, it's not super necessary because everyone's going to be tired. Right. And I'm wedding. that type of person. Like I am a sleepy person. Like I love going to sleep at the last wedding I went to. I didn't go to the after party. You're going to have went. so much adrenaline though. I know. Wedding and day. like the last one I went to, I did just go to the room and go to sleep. That's why I think you shouldn't spend money on an after party. I know certain people that rent out a place next door or something. I don't think that is necessary at all. I think like what if people don't go and then they're tired or something. So I just think making sure that wherever you are staying has some sort of option is important. Just my opinion as always. Do what you want. Totally agree. So our show recommendations for this week is the – um magnolias yeah show. sweet magnolias new season i, I want to watch it. some of it tonight it's, it's so just cute. a feel good show it makes you feel good you don't have to think too hard about it yes 
Highly recommend it. It's really cute. And if you haven't seen season one, you get to watch all of season one and season two. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't started season two yet, but I'm really excited to watch it when I get home. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it maybe next time. Yeah. So if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to episode nine of Girl Thoughts. Please follow us on our Instagram at Girl Thoughts Pod and make sure that you answer our polls because we want to hear back from you. Thank you so much for listening. This is all the thoughts you're thinking. Said out loud.